Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode 483. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're getting that closer to that uh, 500th episode. That'd be kind of cool. 17 episodes ago, we might actually be playing football by then. Who the hell knows? Okay, um, like I said, I'm Christopher. I'm running the host, hosting the show, but I can't do that much longer because uh, not just tonight sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to have to book out of here because... Uh, I'm in somebody else's room right now, and they want to go to bed, and this is where my computer is right now. It's kind of out in our cabin, and we got somebody staying here, and uh, I'm getting kicked out. So I'm just uh, not really getting kicked out. She just would like to go to bed, and that's kind of cool. So I'm going to go play on my phone and uh, t- continue the show from there, but uh, we're going to go through a couple of we do the, uh, pr- uh, season review and then predictions for the the first round of playoffs, and then I'm going to sign off, and Will's going to take over the console and uh, continue with the show. I'll, I'll still be on, and we'll still be talking. Anyhow, whatever the hell. I'm going to just open up the mics. I really don't have much to, to say. There's no real rant on there. There's nothing. We're going to talk about the – obviously, we're going to talk about the um, Edmonton's new official name, and uh, we'll go from there and talk about a, a bunch of things. So we – Will – Will, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Will? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Okay, cool. I just did. Yeah, thank I you. I just did. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. I'm trying to find my other earpiece. There we go. Okay. Now I'm good. And let's see. Let's see. Am I working? Well, you need to be. You said it well. What we're made of. There you go. Stop pushing buttons. Just okay? yeah. Wait, wait till after I'm out of here. All right. Okay. Okay. So I think um, you're trying to make sure it was working. We're going to do the yes. weeks in review with the week 19 predictions, according to my agenda. But, but it's but playoff time, isn't it? But yeah, we're going to do 21 review and then playoff predictions. I'm just picking on Charles because I can. Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. I always forget to change the week. <laughs> I use the same template, and I, sometimes I forget to change the week. That's okay. That's okay. I know that yep. I just love picking on you because it's fun. Yeah, of and course. I, I, yep. I, know, I know that you don't really take it personal. I Because if, no. if you did, you'd just tell me to fuck off, right? I probably would have by now, yeah. Okay. Um, yep. First off, uh, just major league condolences to the family there charles okay i'm sorry to hear about the passing of your father-in-law and yeah, i know we're on the show and everything and, else yep yeah and uh, like i said before he's uh he was a big time uh, um CF, uh, cfl fan he was a lifelong uh, Stamp, uh calgary stampeders fans uh him and i went to many games together especially lions and calgary games and we'd rib each other so yeah it's uh been a tough week here, but uh, you know, it uh, it happens. It's part of life. 
And I can tell he was a good guy because he was a Stampeder fan. Stampeder fan. That's I've been waiting I for that comment from the time I said. From the time uh, I yeah, said that. Like, like I said off the air, you said he's a Calgary Stampeder fan, and I said, so he's another asshole. Eh? <laughs> I guess it's better than a bomber or a rider fan, but that's like that's saying true. headache better than an earache. True, true, true story there. True story. True story. Okay. Yep. Yep. So let's uh, let's Absolutely. do uh, the weekend review, okay? Because week 21 was the final week of the uh, virtual 2011 CFL season on Let's Talk CFL podcast. And uh, we had uh, four games. The final games of the week were the BC Lions uh, went into Ottawa to play the Red Blacks. And uh, BC was a 10-point handicap because they were not very doing very well this year. And they finished off the season on a low point. Uh, scoring a, just a 15 point and Ottawa 45. So BC lost that one. Mark is the only one that picked the Red Blacks. He got two points for this one. Uh, the second game up was the Hamilton Tiger Cats into Calgary. Hamilton was a minus 10 handicap. And they came out the doors and full guns blazing, 41 points, 51 points actually, minus 10 on handicap, ended up with 41 points. But just not enough for those Cowboys over in Calgary because they came out shooting with 63 points. Big offensive battle here. Uh, Charles, you took Hamilton. Will, you took Calgary. Mark took Calgary. CJ took Calgary. Two points across the board except for Mark. Uh, Charles is zero. Me. Uh Third game was the Montreal Alouettes into Toronto. Now this is a no, this could be a stand, uh, playoff matchup in next week, but not this week. So uh, Montreal was minus five. Toronto was minus five on the handicap. Montreal beat visitors. They scored a whopping twenty-four points, nineteen final. Calgary or sorry Toronto, twenty-two points, five-point handicap. Came up with seventeen. Uh, Montreal beats the Toronto Argonauts. 1917. Charles, you took Toronto. Another big zero for you. Montreal. Yeah. Will. Will took Montreal. Marcus, Toronto. CJ took Montreal for two points. Uh, the fourth and final game of the 2021 uh. season was the Edmonton Eskimos playing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh. Winnipeg. Minus five handicap both teams, so it was a bit of a wash. Uh, Edmonton, 36 points. Winnipeg, 23. Final score, 31 to 18. Charles took Winnipeg. Will took Winnipeg. Mark took Winnipeg. CJ took Edmonton. So, the final week, we had CJ scoring a whopping six points. Mark and Will both with four. And Charles, zero. Zero. Yeah, I goose egg this week. You goose egg this week, okay? And you know we were both tied coming into this week in the overall standing for the year. Not anymore. Me, sco- me scoring six points and you scoring zero points. Uh, that did not g- well for you. So the final year standings for the panelists has Will in a commanding lead in first place with 85 points. And in second place, we have a tie between CJ and Mark at 73 points. Stephen, you see how I did that? Okay. CJ, then Mark. Okay. 73 points. Okay. Okay. You, you, you got to learn to brown those a little better than you are right now. Okay. Putting Mark on the standing higher was just major faux pas. 
Okay, uh, Charles, uh, sad to say, uh, 67 points. Kind of, kind of like a soccer team, isn't it? The Montreal 67s or Vancouver 67s? Well, the Ottawa 67s. Ottawa 67s. The hockey team? Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, so that's the end of this. That's the end of the season. It's over. It's over. And the final stands are Saskatchewan Riders with 12 wins, six losses, is first overall in the league. In the West Division, it continues with Calgary at 11 and 7, Montreal, or sorry, Edmonton at 10 and 8, Winnipeg at 7 and 11, and BC at a dismal 5 and 13. As the lowest team in the league, by the way, BC Lions this year. Um, Ottawa at 11, 7 and 0, so they were actually tied, but Montreal had a tie game with Toronto, so they had an extra point. Uh, Toronto at 7, 10 and one, which was uh, the same grace for them. The uh, anyhow, the the crossover did not happen. Peg would have had to won this week, and they did not. Uh, or Toronto had to lose, and they did. So yeah, Ottawa had to win, and it didn't happen. So Toronto is in the third place in the Eastern Division in the playoffs. They will be traveling to Ottawa, and then rounding out the Eastern Division, we had Hamilton at six and twelve. Okay, so. That's it. Playoff situation is as this. The Western semifinals will have the Edmund Eskimos into Calgary McMahon Stadium to play the Stampeders. And in the East, did you notice what Sparky did? He screwed this up. He says the Eastern fi- Western final on both sides. It's the Eastern final. Anyhow, the they're Eastern both in the West. Yeah, they're both in the West by the looks of it. Montreal's now a Western team, according to Sparky, anyhow. Uh, the Eastern semifinals will have the Toronto Argonauts traveling to Ottawa to play the Red Blacks at TD Place. Those are the two games we're going to talk about today, and we're going to go with it. Uh, the visiting team has a five-point handicap. There is no higher-ranked team. Well, they, they, that's because they're vi- the other team is visiting, right? So it, you can't double handicap somebody. So it's just a minus five. We have Toronto into Ottawa. Toronto is a minus five. Mark has taken Ottawa. And Charles, who do you want? What's good for you here? Hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm also going to take Ottawa. And William? Take Ottawa. Oh, that's, put that in the wrong spot. Okay, and you're going to take Ottawa? Well, just for shits and giggles, I'm going to take you. Okay, just because. Um, in the west, we have the Edmonton Eskimos. Traveling south to Calgary to play the Stampeders. Edmonton will be the minus five because they are the visiting team. Uh, Charles, who are you taking on this one? Mark's taking Edmonton. I thought the didn't exist anymore. You shut up. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Calgary. You're taking Calgary. And William? I'm not taking the Elks. We don't have the Elks. The Elks are next year. Oh, are they okay? Then I'll take take Calgary, thanks. You're taking Calgary? You're taking Calgary no matter what. Mark Mm -hmm. has taken Edmonton, and CJ is for... Mark's an idiot. Well, I guess I have to take Calgary now, don't I? 
<laughs> well, you can you be call. an idiot along with Mark if you want to be. Yeah, yeah that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'll take the Stampeders okay. to discuss. Okay, so why are we calling Mark an idiot, okay? Now, so this is why. I asked for he, – he's not going to be on the show because he's more concentrating on hockey. And he p- gave us his pick for the, tonight or for this weekend, and he picked Ottawa, Calgary, Montreal, and Winnipeg. So Ottawa, Calgary makes sense. Montreal does not not playing till next week, and Winnipeg is not in the playoffs. So I'm really confused by this. And then he goes wrong week. Okay, who's playing? I said Ottawa and Toronto, Calgary and Edmonton. And then he goes, okay, I'm going to pick Calgary and Edmonton to win. Okay, so Calgary and Edmonton are both playing each other. They're playing each other. How's that going to work? Yeah, so then I go, he's dumber than a fucking stick, okay? He really is. I mean, just absolutely, I can't believe this. And then my phone went off. My phone went off on a shit stick here. Did you see this? Just kept posting this idiot. Anyhow, I tried to delete them. It didn't work. Um, Okay, that's that's the end of the show. I was the end of uh, the season. So we've got everybody picked here. Sparky, for your benefit, Charles has taken Ottawa and Calgary. Will has taken Ottawa and Calgary. Mark has taken Ottawa and Edmonton. And CJ has taken Toronto and Calgary. That's the, Those are the picks for this week's first playoff game, first two playoff games, the semifinals of the 2021 CFL virtual season on Let's Talk CFL podcast. Okay, does that sound cool? Are we all okay on that one? Yep. Yep. Okay. We're all good. So, so now I'm going to be really creative here, and I could just disappear, and I've got a phone. Let's see what happens here. Unknown caller. Okay, well, it appears that I'm now yeah, on no, the no, line. No, no. Oh, hang on. Is it working? Hello. I think there's only Hi, am I on the show, show, show now? Yeah, you're working. Cool. Cool. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to down the rest of this now. Okay. Go here. Over there. Anyone else? Okay. I'm here. Let's talk to yourself. Yeah, the podcast oh, is on, on mute, and CJ is on the phone. Does this make sense? Is this working? Yeah, it's working. Yep, it's okay. working. So I'm going to unplug my um, headphone so it doesn't make too much noise here for me. And I'm going to exit the building and go back into the house. Exit stage right. Okay. Playing with a sparkler, that's going dangerous. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, uh oh. Oh, my phone wasn't muted, was it? No, but no, that's it okay. Wasn't. That's okay. We're used to hearing things from you, Christopher, all the time. That was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. Okay, so I'm going to hang on a second. No! Okay. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, hang on, guys. Okay. We're hanging on. I don't know what to do. Maybe we should just start the second the second segment. Charles, what do you think? That, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, I'm okay, you, you guys can get here with the show, okay? Just okay. skip segment okay. two until I'm there. Skip segment two until we're there. Then I guess we go to segment three. Why are we skipping segment two? Maybe you want to chime in on it. Okay. Arash Madani calls up Bob Young. Does that? Does he need to shut up? Absolutely, he needs to shut up. I mean, so. Yep. I mean. Every he always claims to be this big fan of the CFL that he loves the CFL. Every time he talks or writes something about the CFL, it's freaking negative. It is so yep. frustrating. And now he's going out and calling out owners and telling them that he does that the owners of the football team don't know what they're talking about. Come uh-huh. on. And we're supposed to buy into Arash Badani. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. That's who we're going to listen to. Come on, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he he says a lot of stupid things, and you know what? I would I would think if anybody, an owner of a CFL team, has the inside track. <laughs> yeah, you think he, he, pre- he probably he probably knows media. about yeah he probably knows about everything that's going on. Yeah, he's kind he of an insider. Part of those, yep, and he gets to be part of those meetings where nobody else gets to be part of. And yeah, he but probably we're going to listen to Rash Danny over him. Yeah. Sure we are. Um, yeah, sure. Because Rash Danny knows, to, right? He's like a blue chipper. Right. He you loves know, the CFL. So he bashes them regularly. He does so. And it's too bad, but... Someone mm-hmm. has given him a platform to talk, and it's too bad. Three Down Nation. It, it would really be, yeah, Three Down Nation. Now, there's a joke, okay? Um, but that's his, that's his shot at talking, and, and obviously he pissed off Bob Young this week because they were fighting on Twitter, I do believe. I'm not a big I Twitter guy, but that's what I've heard. A couple of weeks. I think they've been going oh, on for right? a couple weeks now. They've been going back and forth a few times. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, we could probably sum it up pretty quick at saying just a Rashmadani. If you'll excuse the expression, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because you, Cause you don't really know what you're talking to, about. Yeah. We're really going to listen to a you over an owner because you're really in the know there, right? All this is going to do is piss people in the league off, and no one's going to want to talk to him. I'm guessing no one really wants to talk to him now if he's, made, he's, he's going in and saying stuff that literally team owners are refuting immediately. So, yeah, let's listen to him. He's incredible. I, I like uh, Bob Young's line. He said, don't worry. I love the Canadian sports media. He shot back even when they are wrong. 
So yeah. you know what? If he if, if they report on something and he says they're wrong, I would tend to believe him. Yeah, Let's I'm going to go with so, the owner. Thanks. I'm going to go with the owner over Rashmadani because I think he's yeah. got a little bit more of the in the know than a guy in the media, and especially from Sportsnet, who never doesn't give two craps about the CFL, hardly ever talks about the CFL. So I'm sorry, Arash, but you're not getting the benefit of the doubt from me on this one. And um, Harash Madani had the last word on this one. Apparently, he said, um, "Quote: Were they were they wrong when they reported the score of the 2019 Grey Cup?" He quipped, referencing the Ticats' loss to the Bombers. That's just that's just that's just stupid. Okay, that's petty. Yeah, that, that's kind of getting per- jerk. You're kind of getting personal and being a jerk. So yeah. If yeah. I was, and I don't know if he reports from, I don't know if he reports from, uh, from, uh, from team lockers or anything. I'd never let him in my locker room if I was a Hamilton Tiger Cat guy. So, uh, yeah, he's not going to get a lot of access from them. He's being a jerk is what he's being. Yeah. And he's trying to show that he knows it all. And he's like, Hey, I know more than Bob Young. Well, no, you don't. Sorry. I'm just not going to buy that. Yeah. That's, that's correct. Embarrassing. You know what? I think we beat this to death, so we can move on, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's CJ back. I don't think he is. I don't think he nope. is either. Does not sound he like might it. be gone. Oh, he might be gone know. forever because he's he's not even he's not even uh on the monitor he's not anymore. Connected? Oh. Nope, he's not on the monitor at all. So Did we get a message from him on Facebook? Let me just double check. Uh, I'll see if maybe nope. he sent us a message. No, no message. Well, what's this here? Actually? You know, I don't understand. Let, let's get back uh, to nope. Mark not being on tonight. Mark not being on tonight. He says, "Won't be on tonight." Go Jets. Does that mean he was watching the game at five thirty and he couldn't make our eight thirty game here? No, I'm get. Uh, my guess is because he works in the hotel where the visiting teams stay and they do the catering. So I'm guessing he's either working tonight or has to work early tomorrow morning. That's my guess. Uh, okay. Because even if he was watching the Jets game, like the Jets game ended an hour ago, so yeah, there's no real conflict. Yeah. Hmm. And they got their ass kicked. So. Yes, so they did. That too. I, I saw that as well, which I expected yep. because you can't sit around for nine days and then that's jump a, yeah, back on that's the ice the and think you're going to be and think you're going to be able to mm-hmm. compete with a team that had to go to seven games. so, But it'll mm-hmm. probably be a different game next. The next game will probably be different. We shall see. It doesn't yep. matter. Whoever whoever wins is going to get eaten by Colorado anyways. So. That's quite true. Yes. Yep. Yes. Because uh, they, yeah. Anyways, uh, let's talk about okay. segment four, I guess. I, this doesn't make sense to me, but maybe you can clarify for me. I'm trying to I'm Al's, trying to bring the agenda up. Okay. Al's president yeah. says the CFL is unlikely to have preseason games if there is a season this year. So, are we? Are any of us surprised? I, I think the first four games of the regular season are going to be preseason games. Pretty much. If we're all, 
if we only have a 14-game season. Yeah, probably, but to be perfectly honest, I'm fine with that because I hate preseason anyway. Yeah, Uh, that's why I say, can we do it? uh, Can we do that every year? I know they like to use it to, you know, uh, get young players in and check out what they got and so on. But I, I, I don't know. I just preseason games are always, you know, hit and miss because there's nothing on the line there. So no, there's not. So nope. I mean, I still go to preseason um, games, but I don't. Yeah, me and too. I don't mind seeing some of the young players, but it's it's hard to be, get emotionally invested in our preseason game when people are winning or losing because you know it means nothing. But it's still kind of nice to see some of the younger players. But I think they can work that yep. out in training camp and scrimmages and stuff like that. Yep. But I'm just gonna think that if there is a season this year, they're probably going to have smaller. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to have smaller camp rosters. They're probably not going to have as many as they normally bring. So the cut down, so the need for preseason uh, games uh, might be somewhat less. Yeah, I, I still, I still, I really wonder how 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 a preseason game even makes a difference for these players mm-hmm. because. You know, even if a guy looks good in preseason, he's not playing against the best players. No. And I know you have to see him in I know you have to see him in football action, but I still think that, you know, if you have scrimmages with your own team in the preseason, I think that's just as good. Yeah. Because you're actually probably playing against real guys that are gonna start, not yeah. guys that are trying to make the team. I, I, I also think when you say there's gonna be Less guys in camp. I, I bet you a lot of these CFL teams, the, the the Canadian draft, the guys they drafted in the Canadian draft, if they have a year of eligibility left in in uh, university, I think they'll, they'll go send back. them back automatically. Yeah, automatically. Because don't mm-hmm. forget, they also have to they also have to evaluate last year's draft picks as well. Right, because they never got to play we, last year. So they're yeah, that's a good point. That is correct. And I'm pretty that sure that correct. the majority of them, a majority of those guys will not have any eligibility left. So uh, they will have to bring those guys in. So you're and probably I mean, right I'm about a little, that. They're probably automatically going back. I'm a little disappointed that, that that's the way it's going to be because the Stampeders this year, from what I've seen, the Stampeders are going to be really young this year. And I think they yep. need as much playing time as they can get. And uh, so it'll be interesting how they work out. Yep. If you know what I mean. So, um, I mean, and I still wouldn't be surprised if they, if they change and maybe each team plays one preseason game. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, this was just the opinion of the guy from Montreal. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't know. Well, and you know what? Something else to look at as well is is they have this the startup date set at August fourth. Well, you never know. I mean, places like Ontario and Quebec may not be open by then, and it it might be beneficial if if some of the teams in the West actually have, because you know BC is going to be open, you know Alberta is going to be open, Saskatchewan uh-huh. will probably be open, 
So it might be beneficial for them to have a mm-hmm. exhibition game against each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's certainly a possibility too, uh, because uh, well, you know it gets at least some sort of game action in beforehand. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I'm starting to think see. that because uh, well, he's still got what still till August is still almost about two months. So, and things in Ontario, see, Quebec and, are improving. So. Well, and and one of the things I was going to say here in here in Alberta. They had certain uh, points where they were going to start the first phase of everything coming back in the second phase. Well, if things keep on going the way they are, we'll be in the second phase of this thing by next week in Calgary or mm-hmm. in Alberta. Okay, so that'll mean, that means the third phase is going to come up even quicker. And so maybe that'll change things as well. Well, here in BC, so. we're in what they call a four-phase, a fourth phase, a four-phase reopening plan. Right now, we're in phase right. one. Phase three is supposed to happen July the first on Canada. Right. Phase two is going to be June fifteenth. Phase three is July first. Uh, but for for the reopening of phase three, they wanted seventy percent of all adults vaccinated in BC. We hit that target right. yesterday. Right. So we're so already at what the target I'm saying, for phase three, although they did come out today and say, no, those dates are hard, so we're not going to do it any earlier. They, But you, this is government we're talking about. Government changes their mind more more often than uh, um, people uh, change their shoes. So, right. Well, and, and we, uh, uh, it also – also in Calgary, they're ahead of everything right now too. So they, but they're right. saying they're going to break these things out earlier. So because yeah. yeah. we weren't supposed to be, we weren't supposed to be in phase two until the middle of June, and I think that's going to happen next week. So, uh-huh. yeah, you know, probably a week that's ahead true. of time. So, yeah. And if it's anything like like uh, our premier Jason Kenny was out for lunch today with a bunch of his buddies, and. Yeah. Uh, they were all sitting with each other and they weren't social distancing. And of course, somebody took a picture of them. <laughs> yep. So, you know, yep. what can you do? Well, we're, we're allowed it's, it's, to do that now in BC. We're allowed, there, there's a rule in BC right now that if you're eating in a restaurant, uh, it's a maximum six people to a table, but you don't all have to be from the same household. So, yeah, but here it's we're not, allowed to, here, here it's, I was going to say here it's the opposite. Yep. Don't mind me, my dog. Here it's the opposite. Apparently it's the opposite here. Um, You have to go out. You can still only go out with members of your household. So. Okay. So. But who knows, man? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, you know, what are you going to do? But yeah, I mean, there could be preseason games. I could care less if there is or not. No, I think the I first couple of games are good. I think the first couple of games are going to be pretty sparse with people, anyways. So we shall see, so. though. Yep. We shall see. That's I true. mean, there's but lots hey, of people out there. Go ahead. I was just going to say we've now had three provinces already allow now spectators at 
uh, sporting events indoors. Yes, it was a limited number, but they still allowed spectators. They did it in Toronto, they did it in Montreal, and tonight they did it in Winnipeg. So that, I think, bodes well, especially seeing that the most the majority of football games are outdoors. So I'm thinking if they yep. can have limited people indoors, I don't think that should be a problem to have even limited fans outdoors. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, and I looked down in the States, and they pretty much opened the doors everywhere and just said, come on in. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yep. the, the States is the states is a different animal. And I think what they're doing is they're, they say they have herd immunity. So we shall see, I guess. Yep. Let, let's see if this doesn't come back and bite us in the ass in September or October or November, which I my we'll prediction see. is... My prediction is they'll shut everything down again, so. Well, let's hope so not, but we we'll have to see. wait and see. Yep. Yep, we will. We will. We'll have to wait and see. So, I don't know. But, yep. yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just thrilled that tonight, and, and I don't know if you can tell in the background, I'm sitting outside doing the podcast. So am I. Which yeah, I have, so am I. Which I, have not, which I have not been able to do. Because it's been too cold here, but right now it's 30, so it's yeah. kind of balmy. Well, that's what it is here, you know too, I, mean. I think. Well, I think we're pretty close to 32, I think. Uh, it was a really yep. warm day here today. Well, we're not in, at 30 anymore. What are we at here? Uh, hold on. i got to change that. Go to Celsius. Right now we're 23. We've cooled down because we were near 30 earlier. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we and, were about, I think we were well, 29 this afternoon. Yep. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we were. Yep. I'll tell you right now, since we're doing weather, okay, we could be weathermen, Charles. We're we're uh, we're 27 right now. And All we right, were, I'm going to bring up the Doppler we, radar and go on. We were thir- we were 32 this afternoon. So. Okay. Yeah. I didn't notice because I was in an air conditioned building, which I kind of yes. like anyway. So. And I was in an air conditioned you know. car, so I don't care what the weather was like outside. Yeah, and and I did go by one job site where all my guys were melting, and I got back in my car and turned on the air conditioner and left. So <laughs> exactly, and it, it was it was kind of nice. So, but hey, life is all about choices, isn't it? Yes, it is. Anyways, okay, so that takes care of the Al's president number segment number five. You know what segment number five is? Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams, uh, he says yeah. the Owls says are stacked and loaded for the upcoming season. Could they be a dark horse to come out of the East? Well, guess what? Vernon Adams had one good year, and he's back to talking again. Yep. Okay. And and the Owls do have a good team. I think they're going to have a good team, actually. But will they be as good as Hamilton? That's the question, man. Mm-hmm. Vernon Adams, for me, is very much in the same boat that Cody Fajardo is with me, that I want to see him do it for more than one season. Uh, I know that uh, he and let's say he did have a good season back in 2019. God, that seems like a long time ago. Uh, But he had a good season. But I I need to see more than one good season from him before I think he's for real, just like I've said with Cody Fajardo. And I'll say the same thing with Dane Evans. Yeah, any well, quarterbacks can have good seasons. 
we'll see Casey Pritchard's MVP in his uh, first real year and never um, never uh, really did anything after that. But um, so, yeah, you can have one good year, but the thing is, when you have a good year, you kind of come out of nowhere. Teams don't have films on you. They can't study you. They can't study the way you play, your little intricacies. Now you got that because you've got a whole year's worth of film on, on these guys, and they can, you know, you can prepare better for a quarterback when you know what he can do. Uh, when you're kind of out of nowhere, you don't know what you can do. So this is why I say you've got to, I've got to see more from these guys before I'm willing to anoint them uh, big times. And Montreal could have a very good team. I don't disagree with him at all there, but they're question mark, and he is a question mark. Yep, yep. I, you know what? I was I was very impressed with him last year. He, yep. he did quite well, and he finally got an opportunity. But 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 remember, if you remember correctly, going into 2019, coming out of training camp, he was not the starter. That he was, was not. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was Brandon Briggs. That was or no, uh, not Brandon no, Briggs. Antonio, Antonio Pipkin. Antonio Pipkin and Antonio yeah. Pipkin got hurt and never got back in again. So yeah, if if they're if they were looking and and Vernon Vernon Adams has matured. I'll give him that. And and he has uh, he he looked pretty good, but I, I think. Like when he first got into the CFL, he had a very large ego, and he thought he would he would be a shoe in at the C, in the CFL. And then he realized that he was playing with men, and it wasn't that easy. And I still think he's going to have that attitude after a season of success. Because I mean, let's face it. I mean, he is like every other CFL player. He's looking to get into the NFL. And if he has course, a stellar yeah. year, if he has a stellar year next year, we're probably not going to see him again because he'll probably head it, be headed to the NFL. And that's ultimately what he's me. looking for. But, I mean, don't forget Montreal has also signed, uh, you know, Naaman Roosevelt. He was a good receiver yeah. out of Saskatchewan. Um, they also have William Stanback back, and he was a great running back. You know, yep. B.J. Cunningham, Eugene Lewis, Quan Bray, all those guys are awesome. Yeah. So, you know, he does have a chance. But I, I, I tend – and you know what? Also, don't forget, they also uh, signed Almondo Sewell as well out of Edmonton. Yeah, that's another really good pickup. And he'll make a big difference for them. But yep. you know what? It doesn't matter who you are on paper. you still got to play the games. Right. And, hey – if they have a good season, great. If they don't, well, hey, we shall see. Yep. Yeah. As but we've the, also seen other times when Vernon, when Vernon Adams used to talk before, uh, he had trouble backing it up. So, yep. We'll just see if he uh, if he can back up his talk this time. Well, I, and I am really curious as far as Montreal goes. Okay, don't forget. In 2019, they had a good team, and part yeah. of the reason they had a good team was was Kahari Jones was the head coach, and he's still the head coach. But don't forget, Danny Machocho is the general manager now, right. and I wonder, 
I wonder if Danny Machocho is going to fuck things up a little bit because he's got that, he's got that a type personality mm-hmm. and, and I'm curious to know if he's going to screw it up a little bit because don't tell me he can keep his hands off the football team. Cause he did coach Edmonton. Remember if you remember yes, way back did. when, and he won a great cup with Edmonton. Yeah. 2005. So, that's correct. So, we shall see, and I and I hope it's not the truth. I hope Danny Machocho and Kahari Jones get along well. Okay, but if they don't get along well, I still think any team in the CFL would sign Kahari Jones tomorrow, and not even think twice about it. Then probably, you know, you know what I mean. So no, I know exactly what you mean. There you go. Yep. 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 Okay, so we're running th- through these things pretty fast, Charles. You know that, eh? We are, yeah. We're getting to segment six already. Although we're still yeah. going to go back and do segment two because I'm guessing that CJ is not coming back tonight. I think he's gone for the night. I, I know he was having some issues. I, yeah, he's always having issues. Yep. So. so we can go Anyways, back and talk um, about the Edmonton Elks. Yeah, but is there really anything to talk about? I'm sorry. I hate the name. I, I, I ever since I, don't, I heard I don't that, know. I, I hated it. And I wish I could argue with you, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is the 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 most childish name I've ever ever heard. I heard last week, or uh, yeah, last, late last week, they were down to two options. They were down to elk, and they were down to empire. And I was so hoping they were actually going to pick Empire because that was my pick right from the beginning. Um, yep. But to be honest, uh, but um, I don't know. I just uh, the Elk. I mean, I do. I mean, I I mean have this. you? I like their con- what? Have you seen their logo? <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I kind of like their helmets with the uh, with the antlers on it, even though it is kind of a if you, when you think about it. It's kind of a ripoff of the Los Angeles Rams, but instead of Rams horns, they have elk, antler, elk antlers on them. I kind of like the look okay. of it. I thought it was kind of neat, but overall, I thought the name was terrible. Uh, the Edmonton Elk, I don't know. I, I'm just so used to Eskimos. To call them the Elk, it just sounds weird. And is it Elk or Elks? I've always heard that the plural of Elk no, is actually elk. Elks. It is Elks. It's elk. Yeah, that's what they say. It's elk. I wonder E-L-K-S. If the, I wonder if the elk club is going to have a problem with that. I don't know. Aren't those the little I guys that ride around on those mini bikes and with the little caps on them? I don't know. They're all about 90 years I, old. I, but No, those are the Shriners, aren't they? Oh, those are so. the Shriners. Okay, never mind. But, but... I don't know. Just uh, elk just seems like a weird name to me. I like yeah, Edmonton Empire personally, but but then maybe people would start complaining about colonization or something like that. You, you, I'm surprised Peter's not upset. It's hard to find a name that doesn't piss people off. Well, sure it is. Okay. Yep. I mean, especially in this day and age. Yeah. Okay. So. And, I, I, I and they, don't know. 
they really had no build-up to it either. They A lot of times they'll have, like, a, if you're going to name a team or something like that, you're going to have a big build-up. We're going to do it at such and such uh, time, and this is going to be the big thing. Instead, they're like, oh, two hours before, oh, we're going to make an announcement in two hours, and that was it. It just was kind yeah. of weird. The whole thing was weird, but I don't know. There's a lot of people out there, regardless of the, what the name is, they're just going to call them the Eskimos anyways. Yeah. Yep. Because it's just habit. I mean, sure, we're probably going to get used to the name after a while, but I don't know. I didn't like the name. I thought it was weird. Well, here's an interesting thing. I don't find thing Elf that's posing. I'm, 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 I'm reading the article right. I'm reading the article right now, and it says something interesting. It says the politically correct move from Eskimos was rough enough for fans. Originally, it was Elk, E-L-K, that was a name change finalist. And it was all well down the road before it became Elks. After lengthy debate with linguistics experts at the University of Alberta, the name oh, Elks was finally, was finally agreed upon. I mean, my God. Who cares? Cause, I, I mean, wonder if they I paid always these them. guys for their advice. I don't know. Should we use an or not? I don't know. I mean, it's just—I don't know. It's weird. Well, I don't... here's something. Here's something interesting. At least the organization didn't try to try spin the idea. They were turning to the name the team was called a hundred years earlier in the 1922 Grey Cup. They were the yeah. Elks that year because the Elks Club bought them new uniforms. Oh, okay. there we go. We're back to the Elks Club. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It's just dumb. We're, go- we're I, going I, back I'm to not, our history. I'm not going to talk about about oh. politically correctness and the Eskimos because it's a waste of time. Because you know what? I don't give a shit if you change their name. They're always going to be known as the Esks. Okay. Yep. In Alberta, for sure. In Alberta, for sure. Okay. So I don't know. So it's, I just it's know they're going to have some weird. They're going to have some weird elk mascot walking around Commonwealth Stadium. You can just see that coming. Yeah, probably. And him and Gaynor can fight. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Don't bring um, them to Calgary or a quick six will trample them. I guess so. It's just it's uh, just whatever. Stupid. Uh, it's just do you I realize how never... much time. Do you realize how much time was wasted on this? Probably too much. Yep. And was it really yep. all necessary? Was there really that big of an outcry uh, using the name Eskimos? They've used uh, it for, what, uh, a, a century? And all of a sudden it's bad. I don't know. I, I don't know why they needed to change the name in the first place, but whatever. What's done is done, and they're now the elk. Or yeah, elk. apparently they're... Apparently, it doesn't have to be that much of an outcry for people to change things, okay? Apparently not. So, no, it doesn't. Uh, But whatever. It is what it is now. Yeah, it is. It's all changed, and they're redoing the merchandise and and all that other stuff. And And be prepared again, Chicago Blackhawks. Go on. Yeah, if I'm... 
If I'm an Elks fan, I wouldn't buy a piece of their stuff because it's ugly. I'm sorry. Just my opinion. No. I'm Better sure enough. I'm sure Rhonda has I'm sure Rhonda has made a new fascinator already. So I saw her comment online, she was upset with it too, believe it or not. She oh, didn't she? like it either. Yeah. I like it when I, I like it, it when Rhonda's upset. So yeah, all of a sudden we'll say, Well, oh, maybe the elk name elk name isn't that bad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. All right, I think we've given enough press to the Elks. We've spent enough time talking about the Elks. We're in agreement. Yep. We both don't like it. No, I don't like what? it either. So I don't like it yeah. at all. Anyway. I could just see now that every team's going to be like, oh, we're going elk hunting this week. Well, That's going to get yeah, old and tired really quickly. They're not very, it's not a very intimidating name. No, I mean, lions, you think of, uh, you know, it's a, it's a uh, you know, it's a predator. It's the king of the jungle and so on. I mean, you think right. of that. You think of, uh, you know, blue bombers of an airplane dropping bombs on something. Elks stand on the side of the road eating grass. There you go. They're going to come to your field traffic. and they're going to come to your field and eat your grass. Take they're that. going to come to the field, eat grass, and eventually a hunter will shoot it. There's your elk. There you go. There you go. So what are you going to do? Yep. Right. No, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. All right. Enough. To- enough to talk about the elks. The Argos okay. have brought back McLeod Bethel Thompson for this season. He signed with them just yesterday. Do, we, yep. do you think he's an underrated quarterback? I do. I really do. I think I think he can I think he can throw that ball forever. And I I mean at the very least he's a great backup. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, mean, I don't think he's a top-tier quarterback, but like you said, he's a perfect backup. He's a guy that can win games. Yep, he can. Yep, he can come off the bench, and I and I and I really think he's. I mean, he's got. And I was trying to remember his name yesterday. Who's Toronto's starting quarterback? Probably What's Matt Nichols. Name? No, Matt no, Nichols he's is not a one. Sorry. I remember. The other guy, um, um, the guy that used yeah. to be in Calgary, um, uh, uh, Nick Arbuckle. Nick Arbuckle. So, really, if you think about it, uh, McLeod Bethel Thomas has more experience than Nick Arbuckle. I was does. just going to say, he's more experienced than Arbuckle is. Yeah, and Arbuckle he is. had the one. And he, he had the one stretch when um, when uh, Bo Levi Mitchell went down in the last season. That's his only substantial playing time. Yeah. There have been stretches where McLeod Bethel Thomas or Thompson or whatever his last name is, I always forget, he's been the starting guy for Toronto for a lot more games than Nick Arbuckle has. Right. And you see, the one thing that people don't realize, I think sometimes, is that Calgary brings guys in that fit in their system. They right. don't they don't change their system to fit guys. 
Yep. Okay. And I, I really even wonder, would we have ever heard about Nick Arbuckle if uh, Andrew Buckley hadn't retired? Probably not, because he probably would have been second string if he had it. Well, no, because Andrew Buck, or sorry, um, oh my God, Nick Arbuckle tried to make the Stampeders twice, and he got cut twice. Right. Okay. So was he good because he fit into Calgary's system? And you never know. I mean, there's a lot of teams that try and imitate Calgary's system. I know... I know Mike O'Shea has always said they tried to tried to imitate uh, Calgary's system, and because uh, Ryan Dinwiddie is the head coach in Toronto and he's coming from Calgary's system, and he was in Calgary's system for four or five years, they may try and do the same thing. I yeah, don't think McLeod Bethel Thomas. I don't think McLeod Bethel Thomas is a guy who could fit into the Calgary system because he's a different kind of quarterback. So, I mean, you know, it depends on what system they do, but he could he could challenge Nick Arbuckle for the starting job. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. And the thing know. is, too, you mentioned about Calgary. You mentioned about Calgary's system, and them bringing in players that fit that system. They're having players that fit well into that system, but once they left that system, they were never the same player. That's correct. Because they they played in a system that played to their strength. And when they once That's they correct. left, I think uh what's his name? The defensive guy, um um not the defensive guy, but um uh Derek Dennis. Offensive lineman. Who? Once he yeah. Derek Dennis. Once he left Calgary, he was never the same type of offensive lineman. He struggled once he left Calgary. Because he's, I think yeah, he, yeah. Um, I think he was better suited for that type of system. He was only gone for a year, yeah. And he did terribly when he was gone, and then he came back, and yeah. now this year he's in. I think he's in. Where is he? I think he's in Edmonton. I believe Edmonton. Yeah. So we'll see how he does, and once again, yeah. it's Calgary's system. So that's true. Um. You know, it's it's hard to say. It really is hard to say. So, yep. You know, I mean, hey, whatever. What are you gonna do? Yep. Anyways, but yeah, and I mean, like I said, I mean, I think it's a good choice for uh, it's a good choice for Toronto because they do need quarterbacks. That's for sure. Yep. And I, I I'm thinking. I'm thinking he should have signed in Ottawa because he would beat Matt Nichols out for his job any day of the week and twice he on He probably Sunday. would have, yeah. I'd take him over just, Matt Nichols in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah, me too. I would too. I would too. So, yeah. you know, and maybe even maybe even the Bombers should have signed that guy because in case Kolaris gets hurt this year. Right. It's hard to say, though. Well, yeah, well, the Bombers yeah, need a backup because – that's almost not an if. That's a when. I know he didn't get hurt last time with the Bombers. He only played four games. That is correct. Yep. That is correct. So, anyways. Okay, we beat yep. that to death. Let's All right. move on. Okay, segment seven. Former CFL executive yeah. Catherine, can't pronounce her last name, 
I think it's Rice ranking. or Rice. Yeah, because the highest-ranking uh, female. Yeah, she's the highest-ranking female uh, executive in, in NFL, NFL history. history. She was hired as the yep. vice president of football operations for the Philadelphia Eagles. And she had previously been in working in the front office of both the Alouettes, the Alouettes and and the uh, Toronto Argonauts. Right. And I remember we've mentioned her before because she was fairly yep. high up in the player personnel um, with the Argos and so on. So she's actually, well, um, actually she's, she's actually got she's with Montreal. Argo. And she Toronto. Was she started with Montreal. But she was with Montreal, but she also went to Toronto after for a year or two. And now she's in the NFL, and she's a vice president of uh, – is it vice president of football operations or vice president of player personnel uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles? So that's impressive, uh, not just being a woman, but also being a Canadian in a high-profile um, position in the NFL, in an NFL front office. Yeah. So it's a good, so good story only, all around, I she think. Is only, she is only 32 years old. Yeah, she's, she's still relatively young. So for anybody yeah. to get uh, that position at a young age is impressive, but even more so, it's someone who kind of cut their teeth, teeth in the CFL. Well, and the last person, let's see, she takes over a role that Andrew Berry held at 32 before becoming the Browns GM. Yeah. So that's a step. That's a, that's uh-huh. a stepping stone to being a GM. Okay. Yeah, it is. So it's a high. Yeah, it is. So that would be something else. So not only just because she's a female, but also because she's a Canadian, and there haven't been yeah. a lot of high-profile Canadians uh, in um, in high-profile um, NFL jobs. So that's right. uh, pretty impressive all around. So good for her. And it's also special because she started off here in the CFL, like I said, both with Montreal yep. and Toronto. Yep. She's a Montreal native. Right. So yeah, I think it's well, Reich or Reich, Reich, R-A-I-C-H-E. Yeah. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. I think it's Reich or something like that. Pretty interesting. And she is a former lawyer as well, so yep. she's probably pretty smart. And all at the age of 32, too. So she's, uh, she's yeah. got some experience already. Well, and she has only been in football since 2015. Right, so it's only six years. So she must be impressing people with her, uh, with her job if she's moved up the food chain uh, that quickly from – she started, I believe, as an intern with Montreal, then moved into the front That's office, right. then ended up in the front office of the Argos, and now uh, a top-level job with the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, and 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 apparently, and all that to be an intern in the to be an intern in the CFL, she quit her six-figure-a-year job as a lawyer. Yeah. So. Well, I'm guessing if she's a vice president with the Eagles, she's back into six figures, if not more. Yeah, I would assume so as well, if not yep. a lot more. Yeah. So good, good for her. Yep, good for her. Good for her. A good success story. 
Yeah, and and it's nice because she also she also gives us a bit of a connection from the CFL to the NFL, right? Right, absolutely. So that makes a huge difference too sometimes. Yeah, she is the oh, yeah, vice president than, uh, of football operations. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I have not much to say about her. No, I think we covered um, that pretty well. Yeah, we're going through this awful fast, Charles. Oh, well. See what happens when you have two guys on a podcast. I know. Yep. Oh, well, we might have to end it early. We'll see. It is um, Yeah, whatever. Oh. So, let's see. Now we're on to... Uh, uh, off-season, off-season quarterback season. rankings from 13, right. 13thmansports.ca. Who are they? Okay. The I'm not they? sure. Yeah. Another uh, sports blog or site or so on. Oh, this is a new one. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like the anti, uh, anti three down nation. We'll see. Okay. So uh-huh. these are the quarterback rankings, uh, for the off season of 2021. And this was written by somebody named Frankie Benav- Benvenuti. I don't know who that is. Does it say anything about this guy? That, name, doesn't, that so. actually, that, that name sounds familiar. Frankie Benavenuti. Okay, maybe he's a journalist. Similar. Yep. Okay, um, so it says, before we start, we want to say that a low ranking does not mean the player is bad. The rankings have taken multiple things into consideration, and players who have had multiple seasons at a good level we're given the nod over a player who has one such season. I so, and I one hundred percent agree with that, by the way. Me too. Because I don't Me like too. it when they Me I too. don't like it when they put out quarterback rankings and they put a guy that's had one good season in number one or number two based on one season. You gotta you gotta look overall. You can't just look at one season. That's not that's not right. So now that they've said that, okay, I, I just scrolled ahead, and we'll, we'll talk about this as we go along. Now yep. this thing, this thing makes no sense, okay? Okay. Because okay, they have they have Nick Arbuckle as number ten, which I agree with. I I can't which I agree with, with that. Okay. Because he's had basically six games that he started in the CFL. Yeah. Yeah. Although they were pretty good games, um, they were still six games, okay? Yeah. Um, let's see. It's He's the only quarterback on this list without significant time spent as a starter, but is not the only one who started the 2019 season as a backup. It has been touted as the next guy to make the leap to a starting job, something that has previously been bestowed upon Matt Nichols, James Franklin, and Dominique Davis. If we have learned anything... It's that it doesn't always work out. And for that Particularly reason, Particularly with Dominic Davis. That is correct, sir. Yep. And, I mean, Matt Nichols, you can't really say that about, but James Franklin, you can. He had two seasons that were disastrous. He, James Franklin was a huge disappointment. And if I remember correctly, he just retired, right? Yes, he did, about uh, a month, a couple months ago. Right, he was supposed to be yep. in Saskatchewan this year, and he decided to retire. Yep. So much for so much for somebody who they said was going to be the next one. 
Yeah, he, he was highly touted, and once he got the starting job, he did nothing with it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, number nine, Dane Evans. Mm-hmm. Which I which I do tend to agree with. Yeah, uh, because he he's does. another guy with not a lot of playing experience. He did have the one, well, of course, he, the last season once Jeremiah Mazzoli went down, and let's give him credit. He yes. got to a great cup. Yes, he did. Yeah, but let's talk about let's talk about this is a team sport, yep. so it takes more than just the quarterback. So, of course, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I think Dane Evans is going to compete with Mazzoli this year for the starting job. I agree. So, so mm-hmm. we shall see. And and we could see, we could see one of them getting traded, and I would assume it's going to be Mazzoli, if anybody. Mazzoli is older, but you know I will say that there were a few games in that season when Dane Evans uh, took over from Mazzoli, where Dane Evans did not exactly light the world on fire. He he had his no. tr- he had a lot of good games, but he had his struggles as well. Yep. Well, just have to watch the just have to watch the Grey Cup. He yep. struggled in the yeah, Grey yeah. Cup. He, oh, yes, he did. So I'm I'm thinking that I'm taking, you know, we can we can go through everybody, but if you take Ted, Nick Arbuckle, Dane Evans, um, then they have Vernon Adams, then they have Jemiah, Je, Jeremiah Mazzoli. And Cody Fajardo, I think you can clump all of those guys together. You can, because really all of them have only really had one good season. That is correct. Yep. I mean, with the exception, with the exception exception of Mazzoli, and Mazzoli hasn't, I don't even know if he's won a playoff game yet. I don't think he, I think he won one. He did, he, he won at least one because I know they were playing, the Lions played him, in a crossover game a few years ago, Mazzoli was the quarterback, and they beat the crap out of the Lions. But I know he's won at yeah. least one, but still, that's one game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and like I said, they're all, I think they're all working on one season. And, and if I mean, it's hard to remember back in 2019 because it's been 18 months. But if you remember correctly, Every single starter in the CFL was hurt at one point in yes. time. Not one team went through an entire the entire season with one quarterback. Every starter got hurt. I don't think I don't remember that ever happening before. But this that year was nope, just weird. And that's why, and that's why everybody, you know, did what they did. You see, it's it's interesting because if you look down the rosters of these guys. I really think there's only three quarterbacks in the CFL, like three bona fide superstar quarterbacks, and that's Mike Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell, and uh, and uh, Trevor Harris. Trevor Harris, yeah. I think I think everybody else is also could be. You know what I mean? Yeah, and even sense? Trevor Harris can be inconsistent. Yeah, well, I mean he can. everyone can, I mean, but. Yeah, he's gotten better. I'll admit. I thought he was probably this year. His first year with Toronto was probably, or his first year with Edmonton was probably his best year and probably his most yeah. consistent year. 
but he's been yeah. known. But I mean, yeah. But, but you're right about that. In terms of bona fide starting guys, uh, yeah, those yeah. are the three guys. Everyone else is kind of a uh, a one year unknown. Right. Right. With the exception yep. of Matt Nichols, and Matt Nichols Matt he has Nichols, started for uh, a couple of years, but he's not that impressive. And no, and I've never felt that the top notch starter. No, and then there's Zach Kolaris, and we all know that one hit can end his season, if not his career. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, he has yeah. he has shown he has shown moments of greatness. He did in the Grey Cup. He did yep. before the Grey Cup, but it was only four games. Yeah. And he had. And you got to think back to a lot that of year stuff. where he didn't even last an entire quarter. He was out within. I think on the first drive. Right. So that That's can right. happen again, especially with some guy that's had a history of concussions. Right. And if you think about yep. it, he did have he did have some impressive years in Hamilton. And I yes, thought he, he was gonna be a bona fide I was thought he was gonna be a bona fide superstar. Yeah. And then he got hurt. And then, then he the got injury hurt. started coming in. That is correct. That yeah. That is correct. So, you know. And it's too bad, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think if you take it from there, I, I think, you know, you have Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell in the top two. Trevor Harris is third. And then everybody yeah. else could be fourth. Mm-hmm. Right. On a, I would probably still you know need the Caleros at fourth, uh, just because yeah. he's probably, of all the quarterbacks the rest, he's probably had the most success out of anybody else. Um, yep. So I would put him at fourth, and then when you get to those, it's all the guys that have really only had one solid year. They're kind of all in the right. same. Uh, uh, they're kind of all in the same boat. Don't start yelling at me, Saskatchewan fans, because Cody Fajardo isn't a isn't a bona fide guy yet. Let's see him Ch- do it for Charles, more than one year. Because I know, I, I know, and Saskatchewan fans if are not rational when it comes to their Charles. If he if he hadn't hit the crossbar with the football, he would have won the Grey Cup. Okay. Yes. Come on. Sure. Come on. No. Get it. Get sure. it right. Get it right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm, right. I'm curious to see. I really am curious to see what 18 months of Bo Levi Mitchell, um, you know, regenerating his shoulder and his arm. And Mike Riley regenerating his entire body. I really, really want to see what those guys do in the CFL this year. I do too, because it could be pretty. It could be pretty exciting. Yep, yep. And I also think the long layoff might also help Zach Caleros because he's been able to yep, rehab his concussions. So that's given him a long layoff. So that might make it a little less. Um, a little less likely that he's going to get another concussion, but although concussions, they could, they, a lot of times they don't ever leave you at some point. So, uh, and they, and they also say, con- and they also say, cust- cust- sorry, concussions are exponential. Okay. Yeah. So the next time he gets one, it'll Every be Every time you get it, easier. once you get it, yeah, it it's gets easier, easier the next and time. they get, and then as, and as they progress, they also tend to get more severe as well. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So we shall mm-hmm. see. 
We shall see. At least he's in Winnipeg now with that giant offensive line. So that yep. gives him pretty good protection. Sure it does, but you see the other but the It other only thing takes that, one hit though. <laughs> but the other thing that helped him in the Grey Cup run was having that Chris Trevler guy take the ball and run with it. It did and, help. And he and ain't I, there anymore. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna miss him a lot. They probably will. So I don't know. He's now riding the pine in Arizona, providing he stays there and that doesn't come back, who knows, but he hasn't so far. A uh, practice roster spot, if you know what I mean. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yep. You know, it's pretty funny. Christopher is not participating in our in our show here, but he is. Uh, he still is on Messenger. Okay. Is he? So, what's in, yeah, he is according to Messenger. Oh, okay. So anyway, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe he just wasn't interested tonight. Could have People been. have those things. I don't know about you, but I'm almost interested. Sorry. <laughs> That's the way I am. But, uh, yeah, so. Anyways, yeah, so I think they got the rankings pretty pretty well set. I mean, yep. of course you know who I think. Yeah, of course you know who I think is going to be the best quarterback in the CFL this year, right? You're going to agree with by the number one, Bo Levi. Bo Levi, far and away. Stupid. Yeah. Yep. Do you expect me not to agree with him? I, I mean, would be surprised if he said anything else. Well, and I'd be surprised if anybody picked anybody else, to be honest with you. Probably, I mean, yep. if you think about it. If you think about it. he's got a, He's also got a new podcast out that I've been listening to yep. lately. I don't know yeah, if you've listened to it at all. I have not yet, no. The, the Bo and Benny show. So he's he's teamed up with a a curler, right? Benny, what's his last name? I can't remember. But, yeah, he's teamed up with him, so. Huh. We'll see. And I really would like to we'll see, see what – I really want to see what uh, Mike Riley can do in BC if they can actually protect him a little bit better. Uh, last, uh, of course, last year he became basically a tackling dummy for the entire year. The guy was getting hit left and right. So if they can yeah. actually get some protection for him, I want to see what he can do. Because even in that year where he was getting hit, he was getting knocked down, he was still among the league leaders in passing yards, even in that year. Yeah, so was. if they can keep him protected – I really want to see what he can do because I still think the Lions have a pretty good uh, receiving core. Yep. Yep. I mean, let's face it, the Lions team has to improve in order for Mike Riley to improve. Because, I mean, you know what? It's funny because I think he's getting getting past the point in his life where he can carry a team on his back. Yeah, because you can only you know, do that for so long, and he is now in his mid-30s, so you can't expect correct. a quarterback so, to do that all on his own. But I, but I think you know, he needs a good supporting cast. There will be, be a big difference this year in his coaches, okay, number yep. one, yep. okay, because he's got a good good bunch of coaches around him that have experience. Yeah. Okay, that will make all the difference in the world. So so they they should be better this year for sure. There's no I'm certainly hoping so. 
Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. I mean, because once again, it's the CFL. It's unpredictable, right? That's true. So that's why why it's it's so much fun to watch. That is correct, sir. That is correct. Yep. Okay. Well, we did that one. What's next? Something else. Segment nine. Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson would be playing in the CFL. Has the CFL influenced QBs down south? I, I guess you could say they've influenced QBs down south, sort of. I, I you think certainly think that? you can say that. I do think you can say that because back in, let's go into the 80s and the early 90s, uh, you very seldomly saw mobile quarterbacks. The NFL was kind of the land of the pocket passer. You had the guy, guys like Joe Montana. You had guys like uh, uh, John Elway, uh, Dan Marino. These guys were not considered mobile quarterbacks, not to say that they never ran, but you didn't get the guys that would scramble around, the guys that would sometimes, you know, call their own number to run. If the guys like that ran, typically it was because something had broken down. But ever since, you know, uh, you know, the 90s and even back in the 80s, you had guys like Damon Allen. You had guys like um, uh, um, Tracy Ham was another one. Matt Dunnigan could uh, pass a run. Then you get into, like, the 90s, you had guys like Anthony Calvillo come up and other guys like that who were uh, quarterbacks, but they were also threats to run the ball. And you didn't really see yep. guys like that in the NFL. The first one I can really remember that was really kind of a threat like that in the late 80s was Randall Cunningham when he was playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, then went on to play for the Minnesota Vikings. But nowadays you've got guys like Patrick Mahomes. Like this says, you got guys like Patrick Mahomes. you got guys like Russell Wilson. You've seen guys like Michael Vick, guys that can also that can do them both, that can pass and run. And you're seeing more and more of them in the uh, NFL nowadays uh, when they've been quite a while in the CFL. Even a guy like Doug Flutie, who was also a guy that would take off and run, and when he went down uh, to the NFL, one of Doug Flutie's big things, even when he was here in the CFL, was his ability to scramble and get away from guys. And he took that kind of um, play down as well. So you saw that more, and you've seen more and more guys uh, in the NFL that play that style when even 20 years ago that was very, very rare. And I think you may have seen them look the guys up in the CFL and uh, devise offensive plans like that. So I I think there has been uh, influence on the, um, on the um, NFL quarterbacks, personally. You know, and I'm going to say, I would say it started around 2000 where the NFL was only drafting quarterbacks that were six foot five, 240 pounds that could see over the offensive line to throw football. Right. Okay. Yeah. And obviously Mahomes and, and what's his name in Seattle has changed Russell that. Russell Wilson. They're a lot smaller. Russell Wilson. They are they're in a much similar smaller. mold to like Doug Flutie, where they were, where they're not big guys, but they're able to uh, well, you don't, use you, their feet. You don't, 
you don't find the prototypical NFL quarterback to be under six foot two until Mahomes and 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 Russell Wilson came along. So, no. I mean, and now you're getting teams that are picking these smaller guys. The guy yeah. in uh, the guy in Miami is like that as well. He's a small guy, I yep. do believe. I can't pronounce his name. So. But, yeah, I'm sure the CFL has had influence on that because we've never had, we've never had gigantic quarterbacks, no. if you think about it. You know, not very often, no. I mean, we've years. had bigger not quarterbacks, but not to the same extent that the, um, that, uh, the NFL had because the NFL was always the land of the big, uh, big tall quarterbacks that just stood in the pocket. And let them protect. That is correct. Uh, they were pocket passers. They weren't guys that were threats to run. I mean, Warren nope. Moon sometimes nope. uh, would run, but he still was more of a pocket passer than a uh, than a mobile guy. Yeah, I mean, in but, the beginning, uh, Warren Moon ran. Um, Matt Dunnigan ran in the beginning, but yep. I tend to think sometimes those guys just ran because they didn't know enough stuff. Then you know what I mean? Could be. So, you know, and you think of all the small, great quarterbacks we've had over the years in the CFL, like Tom Clemens, you know, Conrad Holloway, all yeah. kinds of guys like that. Doug, Doug Flutie, of course. You know, there's been all kinds of small guys. Jeff Garcia was another one. He wasn't overly large. Dave Dickinson, another guy yeah. who wasn't overly large. So there's been lots of them. And, I mean, Zach Kolaris is a perfect example right now. Yep. So, and, I mean, Bo Levi Mitchell is only six feet tall. And Mike Riley is another smaller guy. No, yeah. Vernon, uh, yeah. Mike Riley's a little bit bigger. He's built big. Yeah, yeah. True that. True that. So. But you've very seen, you, know, you haven't seen the big, like, six foot five. 210-pound prototypical pocket guy well, that you used to see all the all the time in the NFL. No. I mean, what's-his-name yep. is a perfect example of that is is uh, Bethel Thomas. He's a fairly large guy. Yes, he is. So, I mean, but, you know, he's also in his 30s, so, you know, that's why he did okay in the NFL, and that's why he's in the CFL. So, Right. And and he can throw the ball forever. So, you know what I mean? Yep. So there you go. That's true. And that and that was our last discussion. Yeah, we've oh. gone through the whole. Uh, we've gone through the whole uh, uh, agenda. It goes quickly yeah, when there's so. only two of us. Yep. Because we can only bullshit so much, right? Mm-hmm. So let's see what else do we got here because we had you had some uh, some of these articles you posted they had uh, more articles attached to them. Yep. And uh, so. Ba, ba, da, ba, da. I saw an interesting one I was scrolling through and they they just seem to be continuations of what. We're talking about Mayor John. Mayor John Tory open to the idea of once again having an NFL game in Toronto. You know what? Fuck off. I am not interested in talking about that. That didn't go all that well last time. No, it didn't. 
It didn't it, it because didn't they wanted sell. too much money. No, they wanted too much money for tickets and yada da yada da the whole thing. So, I mean, they beat that. They've beaten that thing to death. You know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, if you think about it, why wouldn't if the NFL wanted to expand? Why wouldn't they go to a major city in Europe or something like that? You know what I mean? Well, I think that's why they. I think that's why they actually went over and they they do games in London every year. That's correct. Yep. That's that's correct. So you know, I mean, and I mean, why would the why would the NFL want to compete with? say Detroit. It was right across the river. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're like right I mean, close to if one I, or or and and also Buffalo, okay? Why would they want to fuck teams like that to to get a put a game in or put a team in in Toronto? So I don't know. Makes no sense to me. Anyways, I'm trying to dig up some articles here that I saw earlier. And I just don't know where I saw them. Oh, boom. So, hey, did you, I haven't asked you, have you Have you renewed your BC Lions season tickets yet or not? Uh, I have not. Yeah, I'm just waiting to see what happens with the season and so on, so. Okay. Because I ha- I hadn't renewed uh, last year yet, and then it got shut down with COVID. So uh, I figured, right. well, I'll just wait to see what happens with this season and decide what to do then. So they've they've had my company money since December 2019. Oh. <laughs> so, which is crazy, but whatever. Uh-huh. wasn't wasn't doing much with it anyways. So. Yep. Um, let's see. Here we go. Here's one. Um, oh my God! Where did they go? I think we should buy. Uh, I think we should buy CG an Elks T-shirt. What do you think? <laughs> see if he wears it. The Elks. Yeah. You'd like that, trust me. I got I did get an Eskimo hat from my sister and brother in law in Edmonton this year. They were really? trying to be fun they were trying to be funny. Have you so, thrown it out yet? <laughs> no, I, I don't throw away things that people pay good money for, but that that's a good point. I, I, I don't think I'd ever wear it, but I did wear it for a picture for them, so Mhm. And then, uh, and then well, my body went into convulsions. Yeah, and then my body went into convulsions. So. Yeah. Right. You know how it is. So. You reject the uh, Yeah. Let's see. Where did it go? I, you know what? I keep on running into these articles, and now I can't find them. Is that always the way? Oh, yeah, it it is. Let's see. No, there's Bo Levi Mitchell. He was on the Waggle this week too, by the way. 
Oh, was he? Oh, Levi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is sincere. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, thing to talk about. So he's really looking forward to uh, the season, which I could understand, if you know what I mean. Here's one from CFO.ca. Anything is possible with collateral center center. Yes, including concussions. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Can the Lions get back on track? It all starts with the old line. No kidding. Yeah, some of these articles are so. Some of these articles are so predictable. It's like they're stating the obvious. Okay. We can bash a rash, but Danny some more. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but he's just not worth it. I mean. No, he's not. You just look at him, and you can understand why he's negative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Will's Will's look shaming now. He shouldn't do that, but he's going to anyways. Uh, okay, you know what? Another minute, and we've made it to ten thirty. Okay. Yeah. I think that's I think that's pretty good for two guys. Fair enough. Maybe we should maybe we should just pack it. Yeah, I got no problem with so, that. Okay, as long as you have no problem with that, so. Now we got ninety minutes. So you're good. good. Yeah, say your good nights, and then I'll say my good nights, and we'll take it from there, buddy. All right. Well, good night, folks. Thanks for listening this week. Hopefully, we'll be back to four people a week from now, and uh, there'll be some more uh, interesting talk uh, things to talk about. Or maybe we'll just laugh at the elk name some more. But uh, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Okay, and and now I was about to sign off, and I just lost. There we go. I got blog talk on. Um, this was uh, let's see, let's talk CFL podcast episode number four eighty three, and we've talked about everything we can talk about, and so we're gonna sign off. Um, let's until next week. Hopefully, everybody will be back next week. Christopher, Mark, okay. Like, come on, guys. Are we keeping this going? Hey, hey, what's what was that guy's name who used to be on the podcast, Charles? Which um, one? Phil. 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 Where you been, Phil? Come back on our show, Phil. We miss you. We want to talk about the 2009 Grey Cup. It was an exciting That's game, I hear. come back. Right, right down to the last second, I hear, Phil. So, hey, what can I say? Anyways, Good night, everybody. This has been Let's Talk CFL here. I'll play one of these stupid uh, things on here. Let's go. Let's try this. Okay, one more before we run away, I think. I could play with this all night long, actually. Let's see. Oh, this is Char- this is Christopher's this is Christopher's favorite. Here we go. This is my favorite too. There you go. Yeah, it's not doing too well. Let's stop that. Okay, done. Okay. It's choppy. Anyways, good night, Charles. We'll talk to you good next night. week. Good night. Good night, everybody. Go Owls. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.